Pediatric Hospital, Yabo, Lagos. And the aim of the Yabo Voice is to provide quality mental health information to the public. And that's part of what we are doing today. Uh, to welcome us officially uh, to this webinar is the head of clinicals and also and our head in the Yabo Voice, Dr. Olubenga Owe. Over to you, sir. Thank you very much for calling me here at this time. Good afternoon, everyone on the platform. On behalf of the chief host of Yaba Voice webinar and the chief medical director of Federal Neuropsychiatric Hospital, Yaba Lagos, Dr. Cecilia Oluwayemi Ogun, I heartily welcome you all to our regular webinar on mental health issues. Yaba Voice, it's a social media platform for mental health education, advocacy, and community outreach. It is also a platform through which the Federal Neuropsychiatric Hospital Yaba Lagos, Nigeria, create awareness and educate the populace on mental health issues. As we all know, as we all know, the, today's topic is mental health in old age, challenges and intervention. Older adults, that is those age 60 or above, make important contribution to society, either as family members, volunteers, and as active participants in the workforce. Why most have good mental health, many older adults are at risk of developing mental disorders, neurological disorders, or substance use problems, as well as other health conditions such as diabetes, hearing loss, and osteoarthritis. Furthermore, as people age, they are more likely to experience several conditions at the same time. Globally, the population is aging rapidly. According to the World Health Organization, between year 2015 and 2050, the proportion of the world's population over 60 years will nearly double from 12% to 22%. Therefore, mental health and well-being are as important in older age as at any other time of life. Approximately 15% of Adults age 60 and above suffer from a mental disorder or the other. And some of the questions to be answered today are, what are the factors responsible for these disorders or challenges? And what are the solutions? And uh, to address this issue today, and to do justice to today's topic, our assisting expert in old age psychiatry, the first on the list is Dr. Taiwo Odugua, a fellow of the West African College of Physicians and consultant psychiatrist of over 20 years' experience. She is an expert in old age mental health. Also, second on the list is Mr. Adenjika Adeoye, a seasoned medical social work, worker with over 11 years' experience, and he's been working also with the elderly. So, I want us to kindly relax and listen to our mental health experts as we promise you a rewarding session of today's webinar. Thank you. Thank you so much, sir, for that welcome. Uh, if you followed um, Dr. Weyer's um, welcome and address in opening up this um, webinar today, uh, he, he gave a figure, and according to what he said, is between 2015 and 2050, the world's population will nearly double. <laughs> hey, 60 years old will nearly double from 12 to 22. That means we will have more older people. And so that indicates to us the, the, the reason why we talking about this because there are lots of pertinent issues, lots of challenges and lots of difficulties that's also peculiar with this age group and that's why we are taking pain to talk about it and 
see how we can move through and push through effectively. So like I said, the topic today is mental health in old age, the challenges as well as the intervention. But we'll be going to, um, over to Dr. Odugua, who is going to start up this discussion for us today to talk about mental health in old age. What are the challenges? What are the interventions that um, will also be obtained for people in this age category? Over to you, ma'am. Thank you very much, the Head of Clinical Services, Dr. Wayne, and thank you very much, the moderator. Good afternoon, distinguished audience. I'll be taking us today on mental health in old age, challenges and intervention. By way of an introduction, we'll start with the definition, what is old age? Old age or late adulthood refers to the stage of the life cycle that begins at age 60 years. This, however, varies from country to country. For example, old age starts from age 65 years and above in the United States of America. The aging process is characterized by a gradual decline in functioning of all body systems, hence making them a vulnerable group. It's been estimated that between the years 2015 and 2050, the proportion of the world's population over age 60 years will nearly double from 12% to 22%. Hence, it's difficult to ignore this demography. This presentation sets out to look at some of the mental health issues in this group of people and how they can be addressed. So what are these challenges? I'll take them using the biological, psychological, and social model. So we start with the psychosocial challenges. First on my list is loneliness or social isolation. This occurs from loss of spouse, partners, or close friends, hence a reduction in the social network. Also, the adult children are busy with their own lives, careers, and family. They may have migrated for greener pastures for other, to other cities and countries, thus leading to what we call the empty nest syndrome. There's also the decay of the extended family system, which has created a big vacuum. Now we are seeing a paradigm shift. In years past, talking about care homes and old people's homes was a taboo. But now we see there's an increase in demand for care homes and old people's homes. Retirement. Although many people look forward to their retirement, it comes with its own challenges. Currently, the number of years spent in retirement is almost the number of years spent in active service as lifespan has increased. Retirement comes with lots of status and relevance. For many in this environment, retirement also comes with economic hardship, where income is reduced due to irregular or non-payment of pensions. We all are familiar with the Nigerian story. Or lack of inadequate pension plans. There's increased cost of living, especially health care costs in the face of reduced income. So many older people are thought preoccupied by financial worries that their enjoyment of life is lessened. Obtaining proper medical care may especially be difficult when personal funds are not available or limited. We also have what we call elderly abuse. This is a term that refers to all types of mistreatment or abusive behavior towards our older adults. This can be commission or abuse, or omission or neglect. It could be intentional or unintentional. It is found in both domestic and institutional settings. Elderly abuse could be one of the following types. A, physical, sexual, verbal, psychological abuse. B, physical or psychological neglect. C, financial exploitation. What about sleep problems? Most common in elderly is what we call insomnia. As people get older, the hours of sleep reduces. This is especially so at retirement, when the level of activity drops and an increased tendency to have daytime naps, thus affecting their nighttime sleep. So they have difficulty in initiating or maintaining sleep. Pre-existing physical health conditions such as hypertension, diabetes, osteoarthritis, hearing and sight problems, and malignancy. This increases their vulnerability into developing mental health challenges. They are able to manage everyday activities such, 
such as shopping or cooking. There's a reduced social engagement or activities due to physical ill health. At this stage, their care and dependency on others increases. Depression is very common in the elderly. This usually arises from physical illness or death of a spouse, friend or loved one. There's increased sense of isolation and grief, which makes them vulnerable to depression. Anxiety of what the future holds for them, especially after the demise of a loved one, of course. Loneliness is the most common reason given by older adults who consider committing suicide. Feelings of worthlessness, helplessness, and hopelessness are symptoms of depression that carries a high risk of suicide. This presentation will not be complete without the mention of dementia. It is worth noting that dementia is not the same thing as forgetfulness or normal aging. Dementia refers to a disease process that is marked by progressive global cognitive impairment that occurs in clear consciousness. It is usually irreversible and often memory impairment is the first cognitive deficit to manifest. Activities of daily living, such as bathing, toileting, dressing up, cooking, are also affected. Dementia is also associated with BPSD, what we call the behavioral and psychological symptoms of dementia, where behavioral and psychological problems also manifest. Such behavioral problems include paranoia, delusions, hallucinations, agitation, confusion, loss of bowel and bladder control. Our mental health, other mental health challenges include psychosis, delirium, alcohol and drug abuse. Having highlighted so many challenges, so what are the interventions that we can do or carry out to mitigate against these challenges? First, I'd like to talk about interventions at the individual level. Psychoeducation and public enlightenment. Patients need to be taught to report early to the hospital when health challenges arise. They should also be educated on where they could seek appropriate help. Education on preparation for retirement is also very important. Health insurance, pension plan, and so on. There's a need for maintaining a healthy lifestyle, regular exercises, healthy diet, regular medical checkups. And this particular point does not only refer to the elderly. Even the young and middle aged who plan to age gracefully need to look into their lifestyle and make appropriate lifestyle changes. Elderly should be encouraged to participate in more social activities like religious and community activities. They also have a role in community service. They should be in contact with the younger generation and pass on our cultural values. This maintains their sense of usefulness that contributes to their self-esteem. Early detection and treatment of medical conditions. Prompt referral to appropriate centers is also very important. At the family and societal level, it's so important to invest in a close family support system where one can easily find a shoulder to lean on, especially in old age. We need to revive our traditional extended family system. Also, at the community level, non-governmental organizations, corporate organizations and religious groups also have a role to play in all of this. The government, there's a need for improved social services for the elderly, for example, healthcare, housing, transportation, recreation parks and centers, affordable old people's homes, daycare centers for the elderly, elderly clubs, and so on. Better policies on pension, retirement, health insurance, and life insurance. In concluding, from all indications, it is apparent that there's a dearth of social services and provisions available to the elderly, especially after retirement. Hence, creating a growing need for us at all levels, family, corporate organizations, governments, to take charge and help improve the lot of our senior citizens. This will surely go a long way in easing and improving the process of aging and preserving their dignity. Thank you for listening. Thank you so very much, Dr. Odugwa. 
No, she, she has opened up this um, conversation this afternoon and it's generating lots of questions in my mind. And I'm beginning to ask myself, what happens after 60 to me as an individual? I don't know if that is also going on in your mind. Uh, because one thing she had also identified, which is very strong in our environment now, is the issue of loneliness. Uh, I remember during the lockdown, um, we couldn't travel home as usual in August. And after a while, my mom started crying. She was calling everybody and she was crying. And you begin to answer, she says, we were lonely. Usually, at least we are setting our mind that the, all the children will come home. But nobody could travel during that period. And, you know, it was really devastating. Thank God for this um, online platform. We had to do a Zoom meeting. We saw ourselves. We were happy. But that means also still improve the quality of interaction that we have had physically. And so these issues that we are looking at are very, very germane. And they are pertinent issues that affect people. Talk about mental um, health care services for them. Access to care. Access to quality services. Access to care. And one of the things she talked about is, the extended family system, you begin to ask yourself, what went wrong with that? I remember growing up, we used to go to the village. Every long vacation, we would go to the village and spend time with our grandmas. But then you, we have not been there. And, you know, people don't even go there. You don't even want to associate. We'll still look at all of these issues and many more as we go on. Don't forget that we're also streaming live on Facebook. And so you can join us. Please tell somebody to tell somebody that what we're talking about in Yabu Voice today is something very, very important to hold. It doesn't matter that you are not hold. Yes, you have somebody who is hold that you can also pass the information to. So please tell someone to tell someone that they can join us either on Zoom or on Facebook. And so we're moving on to the second discussion, Mr. Adioye. Always a social worker and he will be coming from the social work perspective and look at some of all those issues that we're looking at it's still the topic is still mental health in old age challenges and intervention thank you thank you the moderator i'll be talking about the challenges and interventions in old age the social needs of the older people are immensely important in improving their quality of life and promotion of their mental health. Social worker is a professional who helps the elderly deal with the social problems that may affect their mental health. Social workers make sure that the needs of the elderly are always met. Sorry, just give us challenges of the older people. Challenges of the older people can be at the following levels individual and family levels, community and government levels. At the individual levels, the following challenges have been identified financial constraints or low income. Because the elderly typically no longer hold jobs, finances can be a challenge. Transportation problems due to physical disability. Overdependence on family members who might also have difficulties, financial difficulties, poor accommodation. Living in squalor may affect the physical and mental health of the elderly. Bereavement. Loss of loved ones, family, friends can have a devastating effect on their immune system and can cause them to lose interest in their own care, which makes them prone to various diseases and difficulty readjusting to the destruction in their lives. Loneliness. Older people are especially vulnerable to loneliness and social isolation, and this can have serious effects on their mental health. Loneliness makes them to be cut off from the society and make them worse because they are weaker and have more difficulties going around visiting people. At the family level, all children and family members have left home for greener pastures. With increasingly precarious employment, the struggle to earn a living means that people often have to move away from family to work, and the work itself consumes increasing time and energy that could have been spent looking after older family members. 
Many families are not financially empowered and are unable to take good care of them. Domestic abuse at home, e.g. mistreatment and abuse of the elderly is a major social problem. The elderly sometimes become physically frail. The frailty renders them dependent on others for care, sometimes for small needs like household tasks, and sometimes for assistance with basic functions like eating and toileting. Elderly may be abused by caregivers such as the family members, relatives, friends, health professionals, or employees of care facilities. They may be subjected to many different types of abuse, such as children financially exploiting and neglecting them, and abrupt changes to their will. Overwhelming burden of care on informal caregivers like spouse, children, daughters, and sons-in-law. Caring for older people sometimes may put physical, financial, and psychosocial hardship on the informal caregivers, especially when the elderly is living with mental illness or struggling with a medical condition. Many families of patients have reported making major life challenges and personal sacrifices to care for their older adults with mental health challenges. Drastic reduction or non-existence of traditional extended family system. Now, as societies industrialize, the nuclear family replaces the extended family and the societies become increasingly individualistic. Therefore, norms regarding the care of older people change, and caring for an elderly relative is seen as a voluntary obligation that may be ignored without fear of social censure. Marginalization of the elderly occurs as a result of erosion of individual values, attitudes, and prevailing cultural order. There are conflicts between modern values and traditional values. For instance, monetization of the society has made the elderly to lose the former enviable position. Some societies now replace the nouvelle rich people with elderly. In some villages, for example, old age is no longer synonymous with wisdom. Unless you are a money bag, Nobody will listen to your opinion at a village meeting. Your old age notwithstanding. Nowadays, people tend to respect money over elderly wisdom. Stigmatization. Elderly populations are stigmatized. Some are excluded, rejected, blamed, or devalued in our society because we think they are witches and wizards. Additionally, care for the elderly is inadequate. There are poor social resources and support for the elderly. Even the few resources available is inaccessible by the elderly. Therefore, stigma remains a major obstacle to ensuring access to good care for older populations with mental health challenges. Inaccessibility to community resources and community-based supports and services, which are designed to help promote older adults' mental health and delay or prevent institutionalization. At the government level, inadequate social, social services and provision for the elderly, e.g. healthcare facilities, availability of supported living home, transportation which is needed for their movement to the clinic, poor accessibility to pension scheme, social protection, non-existence of social security system. There's increased poverty level in the country as well as inaccessibility and unaffordability of social amenities and infrastructures. E.g., many elderly cannot afford taking Uber for their appointments in the hospital, and some that want to come for their appointment are always jumping from one bus to another. Assessment with the older people. Our intervention starts with assessment, which is the key to understanding their social and emotional needs. It enables us to know where there are problems and areas where they need support. We do risk assessment to explore any form of domestic violence, financial and emotional abuse, neglect and self-neglect. We clarify ability of the carer, family level of stress, 
emotional state and their capability. Interventions, psychoeducation. We engage them in psychoeducation to prevent psychological problems and enable them to tackle life problems by providing them with necessary information or skills in an individual, social, educational, or occupational area. Advocacy and coordination of services. We do advocacy and coordination of services by networking and liaising with NGOs for support and community-based services such as wellness programs, nutritional support, educational programs about health and aging, counseling services for caregivers, as well as general assistance with housing, finances, and home safety. Empowerment of older people. We talk to them about what they like, what they dislike, what they used to enjoy doing. We let them know how fun activities such as exposing them to different fun activities which they can participate, seeing a show and assistant dancing will benefit them mentally and physically. We also link them with family and friends. Usually we do this by setting up a weekly Skype or WhatsApp date for them to video chat with their families. This helps to enhance their mental well-being. Promotion of social change. We encourage the elderly to have a positive social lifestyle and also teach them problem-solving skills in order to handle certain life problems on their own. We provide them with information and their family on benefits, on range of benefits, entitlement and supports available to them, such as pension funds and transportation. We also assist and support them with adjustment and transition to life changes and other transitions such as long-term rehabilitation placement in a facility. We provide counseling to the elderly and their families on bereavement, adjustment to life, retirement, and other transition. We help bringing the family together and resolving issues between the elderly and the family. Recommendations. We recommend more advocacy and reorientation of family members, caregivers, and community members towards attitudinal change or stigmatization. Children, families, and communities should be encouraged through improved social integration and socioeconomic systems towards caring for the elderly and preventing all forms of abuse. Societal and cultural orientations on morals, ethics, and relationships should be ingrained in individuals from childhood. There should be provision and accessibility of steady source of income security throughout old age, which is very important by ensuring efficient pension schemes and other social welfare programs, such as transportation and legal aid. There should be establishment of properly monitored care homes for the elderly. Government should extend health insurance coverage to include retirees and other older persons to allow them access services when needed and to protect them from out-of-pocket spending and financial catastrophe. NHIS currently has a vital contributor society social health insurance program, physicship, which costs 15,000 naira per annum. Few HMOs in Nigeria have health plans for the elderly, and their premium is unaffordable to many of them, and also covers only few elderly. Government should therefore enlighten and educate retirees and other persons on need to enroll physicship and make it free for the elderly. Healthcare facilities should be accessible in the community. Employment of health workers at all levels of government to mitigate against many of the challenges of the elderly. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, uh, Mr. Adeohe. I don't know. This discussion this afternoon seems to be, I don't know, it's getting at me. Uh, you can say, he said something vital. said, unless you have money, old age is like, it's not, it's not even valued anymore. So the place of old age, uh, wisdom, are not something that people reckon with anymore. So the, the morals, the values, the ideas, the belief about, yes, old age comes with wisdom and other things like that. 
seems to be lost. And maybe that is why, importantly, we don't tend to now take care of the elderly anymore. You know, it, it's a big, it's a very huge one. I'm not even sure we're going to be able to exhaust all that we need to talk about today. I can see comments and questions on the chat box, and we will just encourage you to just keep sending them in. We will take as much as we can. And then the issue of stigmatization is also something very important. Do you know that children nowadays, if they see an elderly person going on the street, even with some form of mental issues or anything, we will label them. We, we tend to label them as witches. We tend to label them as, you know, we, we just, it doesn't matter what, what they had gone through, what they had passed through in life. And that's something very, very pertinent that we need to be able to address and uh, talk about even in, in this, our, uh, our webinar today. And so we, we might need to explore more and see how we can now go on. But then, um, Dr. Odugua, Dr. Dugua, please, I want us to look at it quickly. Uh, this issue of mental illness in old age, is it that it's everybody that must have it? Because there's a general belief out there that everyone who attains the age of 60, 65, thereabout suffers from a mental health condition or the other. Is it generally true? Thank you very much, the moderator. Thank you for that question. It's a myth, you know, for people to think that, you know, every elderly person must have mental health challenges. And as I usually tell people, mental health challenges don't usually, don't just happen. They are always triggered. There, there would be a trigger. There's something that causes mental health problems, which could either be biological, psychological, social, or a mixture, you know. And there's this Eric Erickson theory we talk about who talks about the psychosocial stages, you know, in a, in a man's development. So he talks about despair and integrity in those in age 60 years and above. So what this means is that if one prepares for old age, that we get through life, you know, successfully, the person is likely to have a sense of integrity and a sense of fulfillment. And that kind of protects that person from mental health challenges. However, on the flip side, if the person has, did not, you know, navigate through life as successfully and did not prepare for old age, the person is likely to live in despair. The person is likely to live in hopelessness, which creates a template on which mental health issues, you know, can occur. So it's a myth to think that every elderly person has a mental health issue. But it's, very also, it's also very important to note that the, the, the better you prepare for your old age, the less likely one is likely to have a mental health issue. Thank you, Kenny. Thank you so much, Ma. All right, so the, the place of individual preparation cannot be overemphasized. And that is what Dr. Dugo has said. Um, ego integrity versus despair. And so what we do now are the things that will determine whether you're going to have or you're going to navigate successfully towards that stage or not. We'll still come back to Dr. Dugua because she's going to give us quickly what are those things that we can do that would help us to be able to navigate. But then I want us to go to Mr. Adioye now, and we'll be talking about um, the issue of extended family. What are those things that we can do to now revive it? How can we resuscitate this feeling of, yes, togetherness, let's all come to help our people, let's all come to help all the ones, and also reduce stigma in, in our environment? What can we do specifically to help or to um, deal with those issues? Thank you, uh, the moderator. Uh, our people say charity begins at home. Uh, it's very unfortunate that the, the people now don't want to live with their elderly anymore. People want to live alone. People want to live in, this, in, in an estate. And care of the elderly is missing. Our children don't see us taking care of the elderly anymore. The social and cultural orientation is no longer there. That moral of caring and providing caring, I mean care for the elderly is no longer there. The strong relationship between us, between the father and the uh, grandfather is no longer there. So we need to start from home. We need to start uh, inducing that 
orientation into our own children. Let them feel that caring for an elderly is part of what we need to do. It's part of the requirement of the society. So that when we see them, for example, in, 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 in some advanced countries, when you want to enter or go into a bus, you see a particular uh, uh, space uh, allocated for the elderly. You don't go there and sit down there. When you see an elderly coming, you wait for them to pass before going in. We should have this respect that elderly first. If we are able to do all this, we are, we, we are able to understand the need to care for them. Stigmatization will go down in our society. Thank you, Mr. Adeye. What he has said is we cannot correct this culture unless we do a practical demonstration of what it should be. Uh, I remember watching a video clip sometimes ago when the father uh, or the parents in the house segregated the, the older woman and then they now gave her some bits of things to eat. And then the child was looking. Eventually, this young boy stood up and went and sat with the grandma and they were eating together. And that's, I think that reinforced uh, the feeling of, oh, what we were doing was not right. And so they all brought back this grandmother to the table because they felt she was going to be sloppy and then she was going to spoil food all over the place. What we teach, what we inculcate into this younger generation is what they are going to live with. And don't even forget that what we are teaching them now also goes a long way to also affect us back. And so we must begin to re-educate that being um, or being an elderly person, old age is not synonymous with problems or synonymous with better, uh, you know, as Dr. Odugo had told us that. And it's not even synonymous with uh, a pro um, uh, difficulties in any way. It's something, it's a joy to be able to take care of our old ones. It's a joy to be able to care and appreciate them and also know, just be a part of their life. That would also help them to be able to move on very well. All right, um, Dr. Odugo, I said I was going to come back to you. And you were talking about um, ego integrity earlier on. And I, was, I said I was going to ask you, what are those things that we can do that would help us to be able to achieve that stage of life so that we won't move to the despair phase? What are those things that sustains or that helps us to be able to achieve um, ego integrity as we move on? Thank you, ma'am. Okay, so those things that will help us achieve ego in integrity. Uh, let me explain. Let me give the background. When I started work so many years ago, you know, we had this orientation program. And I will never forget one of the presenters said, you know what? Your pension plan starts from today. That's when I learned that PP also refers to pension plan. That it starts from the day you start work as a civil servant. So old age needs careful planning, right? And what are these things that we can do? First and foremost, we need to take care of our health because health is wealth. So especially when people start getting to middle age, you have to know your numbers, blood pressure, cholesterol level, blood sugar level, your weight. You know, this is very important so that you, you one can prevent lifestyle diseases and improving their immunity and improving their mental health and wellness. So that's on the health side. On the psychosocial end, we need to have a pension plan. Prepare. Prepare for the rainy day. Now, we know that there are challenges with the uh, government um, pension scheme and all that. You don't only have to rely on the, pen, on the government pension scheme. Even as individuals, we should have plans, alternate plans, you know, our own personal savings, so that if one fails, you have a backup. So that's also very important because finances becomes an issue in, in the elderly. Then we should improve on our, on our social network. We should have a broad social network base, our old school, all the investing mates, our childhood friends, our families. We need to invest in our families so that if we have a broad social network, in old age, we won't be looking for people to visit us or people we can visit. They will be there already. So these are some of the key things I think we can do to help have a fruitful, a fruitful old age. Thank you, Ma. And I, I don't know if you got what she said, but it's a function of investment. And so if you would um, be able to enjoy or navigate successfully, then there are things that you have to start doing now. Take care of yourself physically so that you don't 
generate. Take care of your mental health too. Uh, be careful of the thoughts and every other thing. Be developed in all spheres and also develop a strong social network. And now is the age where people meet on different platforms, 97 sets, 89 sets. Don't, don't leave that out. She said something very vital and that when you need them, you will not be looking for them. You know, oftentimes we now start looking for associations. You don't discover that there is nothing there. There is no one there. But then we'll be so. All right, so we would be moving on. There are a lot of questions here on the, on the chat box. Um, yes, comments about being thankful for. Yes, we will send the notes on um, social media platforms. So definitely you will get the notes. Uh, there are old people's home. Somebody had um, given a response to that. Uh, thank you so much for that. Um, Dr. Odugwa, this question is directed to you. Uh, please, what have you done? Okay. Dr. Odugwa, what have you done to pass this message to the public and the government on having proper intervention for the elderly, which will soon double its size between 2015 and 2050? Okay, thank you very much. I guess even what you are doing right now is part of what you know, we've done now what we continue doing. I think first and foremost, it's important we continue with public enlightenment. We need to educate the public. And we've been doing that, you know, on TV, on radio, and so on. We need to let people know how they can harness the resources, available resources. I know there are a lot of many, there are a lot of non-governmental organizations that are into the health so, you know, we expose people to these resources. Also, recently, some some top shots from Abuja, a, a government official, was, you know, in our establishment, and he said we should write a blueprint that they need to, you know, as, as part of the mental health field, that we should write our own what we think, you know, the government needs to put in place for the elderly. So these things are ongoing, you know at the hospital level, at the association level. So these are part of the things, you know, we are doing to let the government know the challenges of the elderly. A lot of programs go on in churches, in mosques, in the communities. So we participate in many of these programs. Thank you. All right, thank you, Ma. There is still another question here for you, Ma. So I'm going to just um, ask you to take that. Um, Ismail Yakim is saying that, yes, thanks for, for the presentation. But one of the challenges in elderly is dementia. In the UK, it's expected that about 850,000 people suffer from these challenges. In Nigeria, I'm sure that the number is increasing astronomically. Can you explain how the hospital is supporting this challenge in conjunction with the religious body and family at large? I think it still goes along with uh, what you have just answered, but maybe you could just um, give a response to that. Okay, so the hospital, you know, this is part of the hospital's initiative, you know, to enlighten us about this challenge. And we keep having seminars and, you know, the hospital sends us out to various um, media, media bodies, you know, to, to, to talk to people about this. Even at individual levels, we also join associations, you know, where the care of the elderly is very important. So the hospital is doing quite a lot, you know. To ensure that care for the elderly, especially those with dementia, is addressed. All right, thank you, ma'am. Um Part of what we're doing to educate and to create better awareness is this um, regular webinar that we are doing. Uh, the webinars are um, meant to help people have better access. And immediately after this, now we're going to be posting it on our social media platform. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we are there on the YouTube. You could also even look at some of the past um, episodes of the webinars that we're doing. We're going to be sending out the podcast too. And so these are some of the things that aim at also educating people to get better awareness. Thank you for your comments. And um, he said that the relationship between children and parents is a determinant of the way the elderly will live when they grow up. I quite agree with you, Ma. I quite agree with that. Sometimes it's difficult to erase those early formative years of a child if he or she doesn't have a good relationship with parents 
when they were younger. Very, very, very correct, Ma. I agree with that um, totally because when there are issues in the life of a child, um, maybe in, in, in the relationship, in the bond uh, with parents, automatically there's going to be uh, disintegration when they go up. So automatically there can be a bond between them as they grow. So those are some of the issues that we're looking at and even many more. Uh, please still send in your comments and your questions into the chat box. Uh, we would also love um, to hear from you. But then, Dr. Google, still going back to this issue of dementia, uh, is it everybody that um, would or should? Because even now, some of us are forgetting things. Some of us will pick up a phone and they want to call somebody, and then the next thing you will find out is that you now start asking yourself, who did I want to call? Who did I want to call? Or you get to the freezer, you want to pick something. The next thing is, what was it that I even left the kitchen for? Uh, I know it's the potential is more deeper than that, but then is it everybody that would actually experience that? Not everybody will experience dementia. That's not possible. <laughs> everybody will experience dementia. But it's, it's what not is worthy of note that there's a mistake people make, you know, they, they, they equate forgetfulness to dementia. Dementia is much more deeper than forgetfulness. And you know, everybody is caught up in everyday activities, hustle and bustle, especially in Lagos. So your mind is in so many places. Anxiety level is high, ah, traffic, where will I get home and so on. So even that level of anxiety can make one forget. You know, so there are so many things that can lead to forgetfulness, which is, is so far is different from dementia. Dementia is deeper than that. And you also ask why people come down with dementia. And I believe that part of the reason is that, first and foremost, some people have it transcribed in their DNA. They have a family history and they have a higher likelihood of developing dementia. Another major thing we see is that lifestyle. If one doesn't take care of one's lifestyle, you know, vis-a-vis -vis cardiovascular illnesses especially, like hypertension or metabolic illnesses like diabetes, you know, it makes one be predisposed to having dementia. So it's key, and that's why I talked about lifestyle, it's key, you know, for one to be meticulous about one's lifestyle, you know, the things we eat, doing exercises and so on, so that we are not predisposed to having dementia. However, some people will have it, whether you like it or not, they will come down with dementia. But some people will not come down with dementia, especially those that were meticulous about their lifestyle. Thank you. All right, thank you so much, Tuma. Um, uh, Mr. Nika Adelie, you know, one of the things or one of the rec your recommendation is about government providing and doing a lot of things for, uh, for people and support. But then you're also coming from the social work angle. Are there, are there enough supports in our society in terms of what social workers can do? Uh, I know there are provisions for some of that, yes, outside the country, but in Nigeria. And what can we do? Can we convert for more people to read social work or what do you think is a solution to that? Thank you very much. Like I've said, in the societies, we have so many non-governmental organizations, religious bodies, uh, individuals that are always interested in supporting and providing uh, care for the elderly. So part of uh, support that we can get is liaising uh, or networking with these non-governmental organizations, individual in the society, religious body society, and present what we have to them. They're always available, they're always there. Part of the challenges is that the elderly do not know how to get this aid. And that is why we are there, uh, uh, helping them to access all these facilities. So the support is always there. It's only, it's only there for us to uh, go into that society, get people that really want to support them, and provide that support for them. Thank you. Okay, so it's not what um, he has said now is that it's not just about social workers alone. It's about everyone coming together to help. Everyone of us reaching out and lending a help, 
a shoulder, a touch, a part, a gift for people who are elderly. And that is going to go in line with what um, Olabodi Daramola sent in, uh, that everyone should go and preach this gospel to support the elderly. Some churches have elderly ministries that provide support too. So we could have support in, in various um, centers in the church, in the mosque, and every other place where people can access help. All right, so Dr. Odugua, I am going to come back to you now. And somebody is saying, I, I'm sure this question from Kemi Bello is what um, Dr. Odugua addressed earlier on. And that is that, yes, you're in your mid-50, you forget. But she had been able to make a clarification. The forgetting is different from dementia. And because of the workload, the stress and every other thing, that helps or that makes people to forget. But that does not mean you're having dementia. But the question I want you to look at is... Uh, I think just this person just needs a clarification that he has a father who is 93 year old, uh, but then he wonders how he remembers things uh, of so many years ago, but forgets recent things. There are some things he says, okay, there are sometimes he says some things so many times in a day, and I remind him that he has already said it before, or he had told me before. Maybe just uh, make a quick explanation about that, ma'am. Thank you very much. Um, that's a very good observation. Um, I'll suggest that you bring your elderly father to to the hospital if those those things you have noticed persist. But he's 93 years old. He's come a really long way, and it's important for us to to do an assessment for him to find out what could be going on. But it's also important to say because it's a public enlightenment program. It's also important to say that. Normal aging, normal aging can be associated with what you are seeing with your dad. On the other hand, too, early stage of dementia, you know, can be associated with the early to middle stage of dementia can be associated with it. But as I said, forgetfulness is just a part of dementia. There are other things like the activities of daily living, self-care, you know, and so on that makes up, makes up you know, dementia is a constellation of, of, of symptoms. Is he able to relate normally with people? Is he having behavioral problems or not? You know, is he having psychological problems or not? These are the things that make up dementia. So, Papa might just be having memory problems or mild cognitive impairment. He might not be having dementia. So, we need to be clear on those on those things. And what he's seeing with him can be also a part of normal aging. Ninety-three. It's not easy to be ninety-three. So, you know, let Papa be. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ma. Also, so she had also been able to make a clarification that it might not just be dementia, there are a lot of um, degenerative issues or decline in functioning that might be going on also um, at the point in time. Um, you know, earlier on, Dr. Odugua was talking about sleep. I know we had done um, sleep, one of these webinars we had before was on sleep, but and, um, a reduction in sleep. But some of us have reduction in sleep issues now. Don't you think it's going to be a problem where we now get old? I don't know. You know, these are some of the my fears about old age. Okay, thank you very much. Um, as I said, Lagos is a very is a very peculiar place to live, and that's the truth. And it 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 can affect one, you know, psychologically. For example, someone that lives at Ogijo, someone that lives at Ogijo, I reports to Yaba for work every day or reports to Victoria Island. You know? That person can have good sleep. Because what time does he even get home? What time does the person wake up to go to work? Right? So it's not it's not it's very important not to take that sleep in isolation. You need to look at the the inadequate sleep, you need to look at it in your own individual context. Right? Are you having um, electricity problems? Is the place too hot? You can't sleep, or is your neighbor making noise with their generator? So there are so many issues that can affect, you know, one's quality and quantity of sleep. So please don't let equate, don't let take insomnia. Insomnia is quite a serious thing. Right? It has to be persistent for a long time before you say, okay, this person actually has insomnia. Sometimes you don't sleep well. Many times you sleep well. That's normal human nature. Thank you so much, Ma. You know, somebody just sent in um, another 
question now and said, Doctor, please, for the past six months, I've been having irregular sleep at mid-50. Hope I am okay. She might not be able to tell you right here online if you're okay or not. You might just have to have to come and um, see a specialist who's going to, and beautiful enough, we also have a sleep clinic here in Yaba. So you can assess all the help that you need, and then they will be able to tell you what exactly is wrong with you. Mm -hmm. I know that adequate sleep is very crucial. Um, Silver, thank you for that um, comment. We quite appreciate it. Um, Dr. Mustafa Tony Sombe, thank you for your comment. We appreciate um, you so much for joining us. Uh, we would um, engaging and being fully involved in religious activities also helps the elderly in their old age. That is from ITEL S115. Thank you for that comment too. And so when even in your old age, you don't have to shut the door to everything. This is here age area of technology. And even the old age uh, people, all the old people now, the elderly, they have to catch up too. They're on WhatsApp, they're on Zoom, they're on Twitter, and they're engaging their life. So we need to also be able to catch up with all the things. Dr. Professor Badru, thank you. Services that are provided should be culturally relevant and sensitive. Yes, that is also very germane because what is applicable out there might not be applicable to us in those parts of the world. So thank you so, so much. And then we're going to take the closing thoughts now. I'm going to start um, with Dr. Weyer, who's going to just share his thoughts in one minute on this topic that we had um, discussed today. Over to you, sir. Thank you very much, uh, the moderator. We really appreciate the good work done. I want us to note that whether we like it or not, all of us are going to grow older. Therefore, this uh, topic we are discussing today is applicable to everyone. There is need for us to prepare for our old age, socially, medically, and mentally. This is very, very germane and important. Socially, let's put things in place to sustain us in old age. Let's maintain our connection, our relationship with significant ones and friends. And also medically, like we said earlier, there is need for us to monitor our health, do a regular checkup, identify any problem early, and do the needful to restore the health back. And then also mentally, there is need for us to observe all the various things that we have discussed that could promote mental health. Maintaining a good relationship is important. Not doing more than, or not chewing more than what you can really undo. This is also very important. Avoiding the use of drugs or psychoactive substances and alcohol will go a long way to really help our mental health in old age. And finally, there is need for us to be involved in volunteering activities in the old age, so that we become much more fulfilled. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. Owey. I mean, it's just not be involved, just get involved. You don't have to, yes, you're not working again, but it's also a time to give back because in sowing that, you become enriched and blessed, even yourself. Um, Dr. Dugwa, let's have your closing thoughts on this um, discussion today, ma'am. Thank you very much, Dr. My closing thoughts will be that you know, when one retires, it's not a time to sit back and not do anything. As elderly people, we still need the need to be physically and mentally physically and mentally useful, you know. They need to be active, they need to be physically and mentally active. For example, we are aware of, you know, an elderly man that has become the president elect at age seventy-eight. Because he's still wants to make himself relevant. So retirement is not a time to just sit back and do. Retirement is a time to slow down but still be involved in physical and mental activity. Thank you. Thank you so much. Retirement is not the end of the road. It's even a face. It's a face that opens you up for better things. All right, Mr. Adiri, let's have your closing thoughts on this. Thank you, Barbara. As we are uh, discussed, Caring for our elderly is very, very important. Because one day we will get there, and we need to start planning for that right now. And that starts by providing that care 
our elderly and showing our children, let them see that we are doing it. Let them see the way we care for them, so that by the time they grow up and see an elder or an elderly, we will know what it takes to care for them. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. It's by demonstrating that actually you can also inculcate values into the younger generation. And so what we want to pass down, what we want to instruct them on now, we must learn to begin to do it now. Thank you so much for being part of this webinar. We quite appreciate you so, so very much. Please let's um, know that we cherish so much all your continuous um, being part of those um, webinars that we have had in the past couple of months. It's been enriching to us, and you are the reasons why we are continuing on this webinar. Please feel free to like, make comments, refer um, people to our page, just like our Facebook page, and automatically you become a friend. We love having you. But this is going to be our last webinar for this year, and uh, we'll look forward to an enriching 2021. Thank you so much for being part of this. We love and appreciate it. So on behalf of the medical director, the head of clinical services and every member of the Yabbard voice team we say thank you for being part of this stay blessed please take care of your mental health take care of the elderly know that they are not a burden they are a care to us and we all must be involved in the care thank you so much have a lovely day god bless you